Hi, I'm Ethan Kim, and you're listening to Break the System from My Technique. Hi everyone, and welcome back to Break the System, the show that breaks down systems through science. FOMO. F-O-M-O. It's a really popular acronym. Fear of missing out. This can apply to literally anything in life, whether it's a concert, a party with your friends, any sort of event in your life, you can experience FOMO. I can almost guarantee that you've felt FOMO before unless you've somehow transcended want. In that case, teach me because I can't get rid of FOMO for my life. This interfered with my productivity a lot earlier in university, mainly because there were invites to parties, going out to eat, or just hanging out with friends. This would all be daisies and sunshine, but it all came about when I had midterms. I had clearly other priorities like studying to do. This ate away at my productivity because I just feel crappy when I had to study instead of going out and having fun. So instead of studying properly, I just kind of mope around and not really study. So instead of just feeling sort of sad for myself, let's actually get to the bread and butter of the show. Let's break down FOMO down with science because I sure as hell like to. So FOMO, it drives a lot of things from sales to impulsive actions. Why? It's actually really simple. We don't want to miss out on what might be possible. We fear missing out. That's literally the name of the acronym, fear of missing out. It takes advantage of a couple of things that are ingrained into us. Loss aversion and risk aversion. For loss aversion, let's take for example exclusive limited releases. Sneakers are almost a classic culprit of this tactic. If you prefer handbags, that also works too. Let's say only 50 pairs of an extremely hyped shoe is set to release. It has everything you'd ask for, comfort, a famous designer on board, a brand name like Adidas or Nike, and the most important factor of all, exclusivity. Ask any collector of anything. The fact that you have something that a large majority of the population doesn't have brings with it a sense of wonder and almost fame. It's also an investment if you choose to sell it. I mean, look at broken handbags. Their value just goes up over time and sometimes can almost cost more than a house or even a car. It essentially makes you feel special, but imagine that you didn't get it. You were in line only to find out that of the 50 possible pairs, you were 51st in line. Not only did you line up early, but you've looked forward to this for months and booked off a day at work. This loss hurts. At least, I can imagine that, you know, it would sort of hurt a little bit. That makes us averse to loss. This, as we in psychology or behavioral economics call it, is loss aversion. It applies to work scenarios as well. A failed chance at a promotion, screwing up an elevator pitch to your supervisor for a new idea, getting scammed out of a deal, anything that has a loss attached to it can evoke this feeling of loss aversion. Simply put, we hate losing, even if you don't want to admit it. 
this hurts our ego and we start to behave in ways to protect it. In other words, we sort of go away from activities that evoke this feeling of loss. So on the other hand, we also have risk aversion. It's similar to loss aversion, but rather than us being averse to loss, it occurs when we risk a choice and that comes back to bite us. A cheesy yet effective way to demonstrate risk aversion is the dating scene. We're going to go back to high school, that awkward stage in our life where we don't really want to talk about it, but was probably formative to, you know, our current selves. Maybe. Or maybe not. Anyways, have you ever been rejected? I'm not going to comment on anything, but I definitely have some aversiveness to risk for this kind of scenario. You ask a girl out or a guy that you've been into and then you get greeted with a version of no. This might be a gentle no or something a little bit more blunt. You had taken a risk, maybe you two are good friends or something, but it didn't work out. Your risk gained you a net gain in the negatives, a net loss. Not only did you get disappointed, but you might have ruined a friendship too by making things awkward between you two. Now, outside of awkward high school romance, this also applies to workplace situations too. Misreading the mood of the room or taking a risk and asking a question only to be flatly denied. Essentially, we learn that when we take risks, they might not have the payoff that we expected, which makes us dread taking another risk. We become risk averse. These two aspects of risk and loss aversion are a couple of the more primary drivers behind the wheel of FOMO. There's also a couple other passengers in the back seat. Some that might not be super obvious, but makes an impact too. One for example is simply the number of choices. Look at Starbucks. There are so, so many choices for a simple drink of coffee. Cafe latte, cappuccino, espresso, a cold brew, nitro cold brew, cold brew with cream, pumpkin spice latte, frappuccino, you name it. Anything with chino is probably an option. Then we have sizes, a tall, a grande, it's, it's a lot. I remember my first time at a Starbucks not that fondly. I froze up at the cashier because I just didn't know how to order, nevertheless what to order. Sure, sure, blame my social anxiety, but it was also some decision paralysis in the literal sense in that I couldn't really talk or move and FOMO. What if I missed out on a great drink? Is that drink going to stay forever or is it going to be gone after a month or two? I'm looking at you, seasonal drinks. Another example is kind of social media. It's actually a larger problem at hand dealing with issues like addiction and such, so I'll leave it for a future episode. But the core problem of FOMO in social media is that we're kind of afraid of missing out on something while we're not on the app or we might be offline. That potential temporary cut in social connection drives this fear. It's that potential. It's not even a real possibility which drives it so strongly. It's a fear that plays on a lot of our essential need for human connection. 
To be quite honest with you, I think it's pretty unethical. These apps can drive notifications for someone's post or even a relevant tweet that you might like, all to drive your retention so the ads can generate revenue. That might be a little bit of a hot take and doesn't really represent all of our views here at MyTechni in general, but something that I personally think kind of sucks about our social media-driven age. Anywho, we can just see from these sort of four causes of risk and loss aversion, the number of choices, and the need for human connection that FOMO can be driven by a lot of different things and can happen at work as well just as frequently as they do outside of work. Why are we so prone to FOMO, you might ask? It's the concept of maximization, getting the best out of everything. Let's be real here for a second. For productivity, one of the mantras is using your time or energy as best and as efficiently as we can. This sort of drives FOMO, which is counterintuitive. We're trying to beat FOMO, not make it worse, right? So how, in the name of mental sanity and productivity, do you minimize the feeling of FOMO? Here's a concept, being good enough. I know it might be a harder pill to swallow for some of us, but it's a train of thought that I've been practicing and it's worked sort of here and there. Not fully effective, but good enough. I think we're always sort of taught to be the best, to specialize in something and be irreplaceable, but never that we can be good enough. We don't have to exceed expectations all the time. That's why it's called exceeding, not meeting expectations. We don't need to be maximizing all the time because if we do, we'll burn out like a candle in a hurricane. It's okay to be at your minimum or somewhere between your max and your minimum. Let yourself be okay with being at 50%. Your effort always counts for something, even if it didn't yield the best results. Take going to the gym, for example. Some days you'll have a great workout hitting personal records and feeling like Arnold. Not Arnold from Hey Arnold, but you know, the Terminator. But there's days when you do feel like Arnold from Hey Arnold, and you just don't quite feel yourself. Your lifts seem to be a little bit suspicious, your stamina isn't quite there, and you know what? That's okay. It's better than not going at all. Taking small victories like that and letting them accumulate will undoubtedly grow your confidence and train you to be okay with loss and risks. We can't win all the time, right? And apply this to your work as well. Obviously, there are times when we need to perform at our best, but recognize that that should be an irregular type of appearance in our life. We shouldn't be expected to be at 100% all the time because we're definitely going to burn out. Leave some time for you to be, you know, at your minimum or at a comfortable pace that you're working at so that we're not really experiencing FOMO, but we're training ourselves to not be averse to loss and not be averse to risks because that will take us much further than if we were to be. That's going to draw us to the end of our episode today. I'll definitely be back on this sort of topic and go a little bit more in depth about some of those topics that I touched on today, like 
loss aversion, risk aversion, etc, etc. So until next time, stay productive and stay curious. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Break the System. I've been your host, Ethan. We'll be back with more episodes of Break the System every Thursday. If you're interested in our other podcast series, make sure to check out the Canvas series, which airs every month. You can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, and any of your favorite podcasting apps. If you found any of the tips helpful, or just simply enjoyed the episode, you can leave us a 5-star review and recommend our podcast to friends or colleagues that might find it useful as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.